I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Mitch Trubisky signs. He's with the Bills for $2.5 million. There's multiple players, quarterbacks, in his draft that were drafted behind him that make more than $2.5 million per game. Trubisky, it's a reclamation project at this point. The NCAA tournament has already tipped off. One game underway, three to go. Big game tonight. Michigan State favored by two over UCLA. Title odds for the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga, the clear favorite, two to one. Now it's new yesterday. First day, Illinois, the second favorite, six to one. Then Baylor, then Michigan. Here comes a four out of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live on a Thursday, NCAA Tournament Thursday, with the tip-off, live on 225 FSR stations across this great nation, and live from Vegas. Now, we got NFL talk, we got NCAA talk, I mean, this is something that we are not going to mess around with. I'm the pro. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have the play-in games to tip off the NCAA tournament, we've also got a busy day around the National Football League. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? I think we start in the NFL specifically with Trubisky and because it's one of those situations where if one decision were made differently, uh, the entire history of the league gets rewritten and this, in a way, is the, is the real, um, you know, it, it, think about it. In 10 years, it'd be like, yeah, so Trubisky didn't do so well. What happened after his first contract? What happened today, the dollar amounts relative to the others? That, I think, is going to be one of the first things discussed in the future. So I think we start there with Trubisky. Yeah, and it was uh, announced earlier today, former Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky signing a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, presumably to back up Josh Allen there. It is a $2.5 million deal with some incentives tied into it. <laughs> That's interesting. Presumably, what, what would be the other scenario? Like, he, he gets beat out for the backup, and he's the third? Is that what well, you're no, thinking? Maybe he gets cut. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like there's a chance he'll be the backup. Let me ask you this question, though, because it's easy. And listen, it's if we're making fun of Mitch in a way or Mitchell, and that's worthy of being made fun of, I think, but not this. He's okay, right? You know, he's making more than a lot of hardworking people, you know, literally doing a lifetime in this bad year. But they are in the, you know, these players, these uh, reaching the pinnacle of their profession, and it's a billion dollar profession. They make money they're supposed to make. I mean, to me, the beauty of the NFL's rev share agreement is they're saying, okay, the players contribute 50%. 
the infrastructure, the all the legacy to have the trademarks, the team, you know, however you want to think about that 50%, we take the money in, we divvy it up and go. I mean, to me, that means that you can't even debate if collectively, not that you would, Jonas, but collectively, if the players deserve their millions and millions and billions, ultimately, they do. Um, that said, we can, because they're making so much money, we can have some fun with it. But I got to be honest. I think that Trubisky getting re-signed by the Bears was closer than we thought. Because I would make the following case, and let me ask you, Jonas, what you would have made the odds. I don't. We didn't do it at the time. But right when the season, let's say the regular season ended, and there was that, you know, remember, obviously Foles got hurt, Trubisky came back and played statistically significantly better. At that point, I would have guessed about a 30% chance that Trubisky would have had be, been re-signed in some significant way, not like a five-year, you know, $100 million deal, but a real deal. I think the odds weren't worse than 30%. What would you have guessed the odds to be? Yeah, I would have said probably about the same because that was a lot of the discussions I know in and around Chicago that, hey, did he play himself back into consideration for the 2021 quarterback job? And when I say him getting beat out for the job, I don't mean that as a slight to him. I actually think he's a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. I just think for that kind of money, if somebody comes in and outplays him, Buffalo's not going to be tied to that contract like if he would have signed for 7 or $8 million. No doubt. And, you know, you just I didn't have this in the notes, but it just hit me. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Who would you rather have if you're the Bears owner? Trubisky, a quarterback or Andy Dalton? Oh, Trubisky. Not even close. So what's going on here? It's it's very, very puzzling. It's because the, Andy Dalton signed before Trubisky. So in yeah. theory, the Bears could have gave Trubisky the same contract. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious to me that they were out on Trubisky before last season. And one of the things that I had heard was in training camp, a Bears player who was there uh, told some media members that, look, I, I don't know what they're waiting on. He's outplayed Nick Foles the entire time. I don't know why it's taken him so long to make him the starter. And then he had the, you know, he played a little bit poorly. He had the one bad throw against Atlanta, but they were undefeated. And then they decided to bench him. It I think they decided last year before the season, this is it for him, barring anything miraculous. And they were just going to walk away from it after this season, See, no matter what. I think as you look back in hindsight, you could say that if the, that what happened fits that narrative but i don't see why that would be because it would have been in my opinion totally illogical in the following way is the gm in a way his wagon i mean from what i'm hearing it's pace right he's not is yeah is i'm hearing he's on you know his fingernail you know last legs right now so if they have a real good year this year i guess he's getting one last year in theory to redeem himself post Trubisky. But in general, Trubisky and him were hitched. And if that's the case, you want to keep rolling. Whatever the chance, you know, if you got like a lot, if you're on like a, a desert island and it's like lost, right? And you got one lighter and you're a cigarette smoker or whatever, and you think that lighter's, you know, doesn't have one more light in it, well, what, what's your alternative? You keep flicking that lighter, hope it 
kind of lights up one time. Yeah. To me, maybe that's a little extreme because they are getting this one year with Andy Dalton. But uh, typically, and you follow this type of sports stuff really well, I think, the machinations with the GM and when and stuff like that. How often does a GM early in his tenure do a tr- big trade, uh, you know, and uh, picks a quarterback at number two uh, and it becomes a bust? I mean, to the point they don't even give him a fifth year option. And that GM survives with that team. I don't think it ever has happened, has it? No, I, I not that I can remember off the top of my head. I, I just look at this as they realized they needed something drastic to happen this offseason to take some of the heat off them. That was one of the things they said at the postseason press conference. And, and, you know, we've got to address the quarterback position. we got to get the quarterback position right. I just think this was a foregone conclusion. And I think, like I said, barring anything miraculous, they were going to look at last season as being the final uh, chance <sighs> for Trubisky. And I don't think he gets back in last season if Nick Foles doesn't suffer whatever that injury was to his hip on Monday Night Football because that's the only reason Trubisky was named starter uh, the next week was because Nick Foles went down with the injury. Yeah, remember Trubisky was hurt and they they, they weren't even sure he was going to be able to play. Yeah. I think so. I agree with you about that. But one last kind of thought on it, and I I want to get your thought because I really believe the more I think about this. They made a big mistake, and here's why. What has to happen with the Bears this year for it to be a redemption, for it to be the ownership group, whatever, saying, you know something, he messed up that (laughs) Trubisky pick, and he messed up this and this, but, you know, we went blank and blank this season and made it to this round of the playoffs, and you know what? He's redeemed. I mean, they at least have to make the NFC Championship game, right? I mean, I, I, I would think if they get a win in the playoffs, then it's more likely they're going to be back. If they get a couple of wins, they'd definitely be back. Okay, so let's, let, let's, let's be optimistic and say one win in the playoffs, you get to the division round. Even, maybe even if they get to buy, that's good enough, but I don't even know. But like, you get to the division round, or let's say one win, you've redeemed yourself. Now, scenario number two they go hard for Russell Wilson. They fall short. North Carolina doesn't, or I'm sorry, North Dakota doesn't work out for him. Then at that point, if they would have had a plan, okay, guy, here's what we do. Trubisky, here's the contract that we can offer you if we can't sign. And maybe they don't even have to tell him. They just say, give us to this date, whatever. And then if it didn't happen, right, which it didn't, the Russell Wilson, you go to Trubisky at that point, and here's why I'm thinking so. I think the bar is actually less to redeem themselves with Trubisky. Because after ending last season on a nice run, you know, statistically for sure, Trubisky, if he had, like, let's say, number 12 QBR this year, right, number 12, isn't that, like, isn't that a really good narrative that – well, wait a minute. This guy was actually top five QBR his uh, first year. And then he had a c- couple bad years. You're right. But then in that fourth year, he, you know, he came back. In the second half of the year, he was strong. And then that fifth year, he was number 12 in the NFL. He's on his – top, top 10 is next. That actually – I'd actually buy into that. 
Yeah, I, I just I, there's a lot of people that just see what they did at quarterback by adding Andy Dalton and look at it and go, "Are we sure he's better than Trubisky?" Because well, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think that he is. And but but let's say that Andy Dalton gets to be the number twelve quarterback QBR wise. I don't think that does the Bears much good, or specifically yeah. because in a way the negative is out of town now. If anything, the negative Trubisky could only be a. A, a real problem because imagine if Josh Allen goes down and Trubisky comes in there and plays really well. It, it would be a better look for them if Trubisky was the number 12 QBR quarterback in the league than Andy Dalton. And also to go along with that, Trubisky's... Oh, you, I'm sorry, you think if he went to Buffalo... Oh, you, you're saying on the Bears, on the yeah, Bears. Yeah, if he oh, was on yes. the Bears, yeah. And, and, and to go along with that, Trubisky is loved in that locker room. And so all the starters, all the guys on defense, on offense, I think there would be a better vibe around the organization that, hey, you know what? This guy who gets compared to a lot of the other quarterbacks in his draft class he ended up turning into something later in his career and that's why the longer it went on the more I looked at him as like okay well maybe the ceiling for him isn't Mahomes maybe it's more like an Alex Smith and if you can get an Alex Smith kind of career then you've done something in the league yeah that's fascinating I mean this is almost like advanced I mean, like, this is what they teach decision-making, like, uh, graduate classes on, is the idea of, in this, and again, not that I am at that level on these kind of decisions, but the idea that, okay, you got the positive that, you, that you could, you've done in the past and the negative in the past, and then you've got the idea that what happens this year affects the past because it's not just what happened in the past, but it's the asset that you have, right? The quarterback, Trubisky in this case. Once you let that asset out the door, he cannot redeem himself. He can't for, for the people that drafted him. So thus, if you aren't going to have a clearly better quarterback – You'd rather it's not best for the team, right? Let's say we thought for sure Trubisky was, let's say God told us that Trubisky was uh, the 15th best quarterback this year and Andy Dalton was the 12. If you're actually the Bears or if you're Pace, you're going to actually keep Trubisky because if he does get lucky and becomes the number, so God's telling you this is his average result. You know, next year, yeah. If he gets lucky in his number ten, you actually get the payoff. But Agreed. if if Dalton gets lucky, yeah, if somehow you make the playoffs and go far, it, you get the payoff. But boy, it's easier to get the payoff with Trubisky on the Bears. Yeah, I, I would agree, especially when you committed to him early uh, enough to trade up one spot in the draft and you threw everything behind him and went all in on the Khalil Mack trade because you believed in the guy. If he ended up only being a couple of spots behind, I think that's a wash in comparison to, to just sort of the equity he's built within the organization and how much they put in. And, and, and they still own him at that case yeah. and they, or still, you know, control his rights or whatever. So last uh, real quick, rapid fire, 30 seconds, two quick thoughts. One. Trubisky going to the Bills really reinforces a concept that doesn't get discussed enough, which is they want the backup quarterback. In fact, they need the backup quarterback to be able to play well in the same kind of offense. You can't just you can't have a running quarterback and a statue, you know, backing each other up, whatever the order is. So that's why you look at RG3 in Baltimore. This is an example. If you think about Josh Allen, you think about Trubisky, you see a lot of the same. No, obviously not that last 10 percent. Right. But yeah. if, if Josh Allen would have taken a downturn last year and Trubisky would have taken an upturn, it, it would have only taken probably an increment or so. And, and Trubisky's the better quarterback. 
You know, if they go, you know, if they go up, let's say seven slots, and and Trubisky went uh, up seven, and and Josh Allen had gone down seven, so it was like they were both kind of in a similar place, and one took a jagged upward momentum. At, you know, Josh Allen, Trubisky went down. And look at the difference. But they are similar quarterbacks, at least by my eye, uh, style-wise. Do you agree with that, John? Yeah, I mean, obviously the physical traits advantage Josh Allen by a mile all the way. But, yeah, the mobility. And, and look, Trubisky did play at a high level at times. It's not like he's, you know, just a just a mediocre quarterback who's never really had, you know, highlights or never really – I mean, he's had really, really good games before where he's played well. And so – you know, the thought that, hey, it, it, the way Josh Allen plays, his running style, um, you know, if he starts getting reckless again and, and, you know, suffers an injury, God forbid, or he goes down for a couple of games, I think you could do a lot worse at the backup quarterback position than Trubisky. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. This is interesting. Um, we're going to take our first break. But during the break, we're going to look the last, like, three or four years, which quarterbacks were in the top five of QBR that were the worst quarterbacks? Because Trubisky actually was number three for a season. And I'm going to make the case there's not going to be any other like really bad quarterback or, you know, not good one. And that's kind of interesting. So we'll take a look at that and wrap up the rest of the NFL before we shift to the NCAA tournament. That's coming up next. But first, be sure to join Fox Sports Radio's M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. That's right, the Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. If you fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com, you will win $1 million. You can compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. The listener in first place, even without a perfect bracket, wins a $1,000 gift card. Second place gets $300. And third place takes home $200. You can fill out your bracket now and get official rules at FoxSportsRadio.com. That's FoxSportsRadio.com. It's the Fox Sports Radio M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M-Drive. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens gone. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the backup quarterback position recently filled by one Mitch Trubisky in Buffalo. And, you know, Jonas, you don't know about this, but I'm calling an audible is I am reversing roles. I'm taking the question uh, asker chair and you're going to be the lead kind of analyst 
because I'm looking at your notes and you've got better insights on some of these NFL signings than I've got. So I'm going to just flip it and kind of do a rapid fire. All right. So <laughs> All right, you, you, you okay for that? Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, I know radio is a new thing for you. I mean, you, you're not able to handle. Oh, wait a minute. That's the that's me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> this is, though, the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. That's you. We appreciate it. Why do I say that? Am I saying that like, oh, no, it's the fans. No, I'm saying because how do we grow? We grow when one of you say, hey, buddy, my friend, check this show out. If you're a fan, it does one thing. If you're better, it does another. That's how we grow, and we really, really appreciate it. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas right here in Vegas on the Strip. It's 72 degrees, and the neon is chugging. And out of the NFL, it was the Buffalo Bills making a move earlier today, signing former Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky to a one-year deal. I think this is a very important thing we're going to do the next couple minutes. And here's what it is. We're going to say stats, because really, as we keep moving forward into the future and we're moving towards algorithms, and for those that want to kind of get scared – and, 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 and kind of be like, you know, futuristically where, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be George Orwell. It's going to be all this stuff. It kind of scares me a little bit. And I, I like I mean, I think net net it, it's going to be positive. And, you know, I'm talking about AI, artificial intelligence. And, you know, there's a couple of good like two hour PBS type I know one of them was Frontline, I think it was, that really did like a two hours on AI, what it likely is going to be in the next 10, 20 years. And it is bigger and more wide ranging than I think 95% of people realize. And it's worth it. You know, check it out on YouTube if it interests you. But I know even in sports, it's going to be, hey, what does the eye say? And then it's going to be, hey, what do the numbers say? And when we were talking about QBR a couple of days ago, Jonas said, you know, I don't really trust QBR because I don't fully understand the way it's it's uh, uh, it's it's uh, the mathematics of it, compu- uh, the computation of it. And I don't fully understand the computation of it. But, you know, I got a sense. But he makes a good point. Right. In business, they call that a, a black box. If there's something that you don't know how it happens inside of the box, you just know that it happens like the output is right. It's okay unless the box breaks or unless something else about needing to know what's in the box. So I think it's a good question for us as a society or individually as we move forward. How much do we want to understand about the stuff we rely on? How much are we okay not understanding? But I also think another question is that we're going to address here is if the numbers say one thing and our eyes say another I don't think it's just easy enough to say, well, I'm a numbers guy, so I trust the numbers. And Jonas says, well, I'm an eye test guy, so I, and I'm not saying that, but I trust the eye test. We got to figure out when it is that we trust numbers and when we don't. And I believe Mitch Trubisky looks good under that criteria because what we're going to do for the four years that he's been in the league, we're going to show the top five quarterbacks, you know, real quick, rapid fire each year, boom, 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 boom. And Trubisky was in one of these top fives. And the case I'm going to make is there wasn't like a bad quarterback in any other of the, I guess it would be 20 slots, right? Five, top five for four years. So McKenzie, uh, read me the 2017 top five QBR. Casey Keenum style from fifth best to best. Matt Ryan, 
Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Case Keenum, and Carson Wentz. Yeah, see, I think the fact that Case Keenum was coming up, you said Casey Kasem, you said Case Keenum style. That's interesting. (laughs) I mean, he had a good year, but he doesn't take over Casey Kasem. Now, there's the guy that we can debate, all right? And I think rightfully so, debate, because that was one of the real shockers of QBR the last 10 years. So maybe we put Case Keenum or Casey Case or whatever we want to call him <laughs> off to the side and say maybe that's example one. I don't know, Jonas. What do you think of Case Keenum? Because to me, I looked at him even the year or two after and thought he was, you know, he was like maybe the 18th, 20th best quarterback. No, not elite, but it wasn't like he's, he was a non-starter or something. Uh, what was your take on that? I mean, did you have any uh, strong take on that? Yeah, I actually didn't think that the upgrade from Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins was that significant, if at all. And and, and I actually think the best the Vikings played um, as a team was with Case Keenum at quarterback. Now that, you know, obviously things had to go certain ways but look they made a run to the nfc title game they were they were you know uh, playing the eagles in the nfc championship game with an opportunity to advance and that was with case keenum coming in coming in you know after sam bradford went down earlier in the season and case keenum played at a really high level but it's just there's been other times to where you've seen him yeah. make critical mistakes and things like that, and, and he sort of comes back down to reality. Yeah, no doubt. And and the, the fascinating thing about the Keenum decision by Minnesota was they literally let him go after that year. Yeah. Right? So it's not like you have that monster year, then next year you fall you know, back to earth, and then they let him go. It's like literally, well, you, you took us to the um, conference finals, you were number three or whatever in QBR, the top five. And uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, the real question is, since QBR started, how many quarterbacks were in the top five and in the same year took their team to the final four, you know, the comp? I'd say there was probably only like Tom Brady. There's probably only been like four of them. And one of them is Case Keenum. We'll check that out on the next break. All right, so we real quick, Mackenzie, read the five and uh, seventeen again. Take a breath and re- then read the five and eighteen. Twenty seventeen, number five was Matt Ryan, then Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Case Keenum, and Carson Wentz. In twenty eighteen, number five was Andrew Luck, then Big Ben, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. All right, that's a pretty good crowd right there. Yeah. And again, we've got the Case Keenum one example. Now we got Trubisky as exhibit two of like, hmm. But otherwise, we've got eight, you know, and obviously Matt Ryan was right in the range of his MVP season at that point. Uh, when he, you know, he today that name would maybe be a little shaky, right? All right, uh, so we got two years left, 2019. 2019, last year. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, and number one, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Not one shaky one there, right, Jonas? Yeah, no, I, I think all those guys are franchise quarterbacks, no doubt about it. And Lamar, we can question durability or if the league can catch up, but no, no, his performance has been that for sure. All right, finally, last year? Last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick at number five, then Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so now we had the Fitzpatrick conversation already. It is interesting, though, that amongst 20 of the premier slots, four years, five each year, that 
probably three of the best debates in is this quarterback any good or not or you know maybe Trubisky doesn't get debated and maybe that's problematic maybe he he deserves that debate maybe and there was something about him that people just took a disliking to I don't know yeah. what but and and I think that hurt him because you know if you really think about it if you're if if your second year you are top five in QBR and your fourth year You've come. You finished the second half of the season like as strong as any time since then. You would say, yeah, the middle wasn't great, but people aren't saying that, right? But no, and it's also have you noticed that Sam Darnold continues to get the benefit of the doubt, but Trubisky just oh. gets railroaded. Well, Sam entire... Darnold's never been above like twenty six in QBR. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of the most amazing things in the media that I've seen, and Trubisky's had by far a better career than Sam Darnold. It's not even. Oh close. my god! And and the funny thing is, the people who are on the Trubisky, or I'm sorry, the Sam Darnold, uh, I don't even know, cult maybe <laughs> is they they they're the points they know they sound goofy. So they kind of say a caveat as they're saying it. Like, well, we know maybe there's some questions at this point if it's going to come to fruition. But if you look at his arm strength, if you look, it's like they're even backtracking, but but they're still saying it, which, again, makes you wonder. Real quick, because I could have done it. You know, I probably made a mistake with the top five. So Trubisky in his good year was ranked what, uh, McKenzie? Number three in 2018. So if I would have just said take top three, the last four years, who who was the worst quarterback other than Trubisky in the top three? Only Case Keenum really stands out. Oh, so he. Oh, I thought he might have been fourth. Okay. Uh, also Carson have, Wentz, but that was his MVP. Yeah, I mean Wentz uh, was run. playing like an MVP that year. It was hard to. No one doubted it. So I guess my question to you to wrap up the the exercise, Jonas, is and and again I think it's something that if we do this uh, and the audience joins in. As they're thinking about it, it's really like when, do, when, if we see, because I thought it was interesting and I, and I didn't think that for, and I know you weren't trying to be super analytical about it, but I do think that if whatever side we fall on, each, you know, each of us or all of us individually on the spectrum of, should it be numbers? Should it be this? Should it be that? That we got to keep an open mind that, you know, as the numbers get better, as things change, it's going to be an evolution. And, and I, I think sometimes, and the thing I give you so much credit for is you really, I don't think I can think of a time in like almost three years now that you ever, I thought you said something cause you felt like you had to, because you said it before. Like, I, I really feel like you keep rethinking this stuff and then you'll change your mind quick with no fanfare oh, and yeah. <laughs> which is good. Right. Because as the information changes, you can't be stubborn about this stuff. Well, I mean, most like, people like, are in our business. And, that, and that's that's the thing. Like you, you get you get some new information. And it's like, no, no, I got to I got to keep holding on to what it's like. What are we doing here? Like this is you're supposed to grow with this stuff when you get it. But I will say this. You are on the opposite end of not having big, strong, hot takes. So in a way, if you pound your fist for three weeks about something, it's harder to backtrack, 
right? <laughs> then then it is if 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 you kind of say, yeah, you know, I kind of do think he's good, you know, and then it's like, you know, I'm not sure he's good. It, <laughs> the distance is, you know. So, but I give you massive credit, right, for that that you talk like a human being talks, and <laughs> and you know, on the radio, there's not a lot of those. So be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It's Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, one topic, and then we'll take our last break. This just Sean Watson. I haven't read every, because I would want to read deeply on this. So I'm guessing you've read pretty deeply on it. We do, obviously. So I'll caveat it for you so you can get right to your take. Well, not take, but brain dump on us for us is obviously nothing's been proven and innocent until proven guilty but the act of having charges filed uh i think it's important to realize these are civil charges so literally i could file a civil charge against jonas literally you think i'm gonna kid here that he um abducted the alien that I was that was posing as my child, and <laughs> he ate him. I mean, like I literally could sue him for fifty billion for that. And I mean, it gets resolved very quickly. It would have been thrown out, but it still would get filed. So a civil uh, accusation is doesn't pass any standard. But the idea that all that, that a lot of people are making the same accusation, they're all lying about it. Uh, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm saying that there has to be. I would guess something similar to it and it's either wasn't true or is true but it's it's most likely not just all made up so i guess what i'm saying is we don't want to act like he's guilty at all but we we also got to say it's not just one person so like these are things i think to take seriously all that said what he what have you seen to, to say like where you think this is going well, the NFL is investigating it now, as Dan mentioned in the update. Three civil suits have been filed, um, and then you've got another – a total of nine women have reached out to the yeah. attorney to bring cases against Watson. And all of the the, the details that are that are currently out – and some of them are pretty graphic, but they're all sort of similar in nature. Okay. Suits, so these women didn't know each other. Like It wasn't like they all came forward together. I, I don't believe so. There, there are masseuses ah. that he reached out to via okay. Instagram, and he, he flew them out. And then, look, he, he lawyered up, and he got Rusty Harden, who, for people that remember, he defended Roger Clemens. Like, he's a big-time oh, yeah. defense attorney. And so when you well, see that there— but, but that's not—to me, that implies he might ha- be guilty. But to me, when you're that rich, you got to get the, the best no matter what. I yeah, think, right? I, I I just would think that this would be easy to to refute. I mean, if there was, you know, if if he didn't reach out to these women and none of it was true, then there should Instagram should have some save the ability to save direct messages. Mm. But uh, but couldn't he be, couldn't he have had a, a consensual kind of thing with them? And that, that's and, it, it, that's bad, right? If you're married or where, but it's not you know criminal. It, it's also. I thought we had COVID protocols in the NFL. Wow. Like, Come there's, on. you know, there's, there's that like, stuff. How are you getting massages you know, then? Exactly. So, and a lot of the, I think a, a couple of these uh, happened during the season. One of them was in August. I know another one was in Therapeutic. December. So, yeah, of course. Hey, hey, real quick though, last thing, and I'm going to say this gingerly because, but I, I saw it and I, I, again, I should have dug in. It's just, I didn't want to kind of start and go into a rabbit hole and not be ready for the rest of the show. But is one of the accusations that, 
oral sex, like forced oral sex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. I, that's, I mean, at that point, obviously, we're not saying anything here that isn't obvious. I mean, that's like go to jail for 15 years kind of thing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's like there's, uh, yeah, so, people can look it up. It's very graphic. So yeah, so what I'm saying is we're not talking about a Me Too move. If, if that accusation is true, it's not a Me Too movement type, not diminishing that, but that, is, you know, is one thing. And then, and what I mean by that is the stuff that wouldn't have, you know, like uh, Chris Matthews, the broadcaster on MSNBC, he actually got forced to retire. And when he went out the door, he said, hey, things have evolved and I didn't evolve with them quickly enough and I'm losing my job over it. And, you know, he was okay with it, you know, and we can all debate that. But that is different. If something was just fine 10 years ago, or at least it was perceived to be. And then in hindsight, we are critical of it. That is what it is. But something that's a clear broken law that, you know, a, a criminal act, that's a whole different threshold. Yeah, and, it's, a, it's a bad situation. All right. So we'll keep we'll keep everyone updated. But obviously, we didn't want to not talk about it. And I knew Jonas would have all the info we needed. So when we come back, we're going to give you a little bit more NFL, like kind of rapid fire. Jonas will give us about 30 seconds in each. But here's the real key. We're going to give you three or four teams that we think are bracket upsets. I'm going to give you lower seeds, worse seeds, that I think have a better than 50% chance to win the game. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Oh, and Jonas, RJ. Jonas, yes. Jonas, Jonas. Yes. Thank God for Twitter. I, I, I rarely say that. But when I didn't tease that we'd be doing my NCAA tournament bet of the year, I mean, I don't look at every Twitter reply, I can't lie. Is It was like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, all right, that's good. So maybe that's a good thing with Twitter. If we're going to be egregious and not delivering, at least the beeps will kind of wake me up. So add RJ in Vegas for that. But I think we got to do that first. Yeah, and it is the uh, tournament prop of the year. It is your best bet. It is tournament time in March Madness. So, RJ, what is the tournament prop of the year? Now, this is actually a prop, but it's my favorite bet of the entire tournament. But it is a prop, which is what is going to be the sum? So if you add them up, what's the number of the seeds that make the final four? This is a very widely offered prop. And the theory is, you know, if you have all number ones, it's a four, right? So obviously that has happened, I think, once. And then you can imagine, so the over-under is 10 and a half, right? So if the numbers add up to 11 or more, over wins, 10 or less, under wins. Nine of the last 10 years, nine of the last 10 years of the tournament, it literally has gone over. Nine of the last 10 tournaments last year not happening, obviously. So... I believe this year has more variance than any year, more that, that we just don't know these teams as well. So thus any prediction is even weaker. 
So I love, love, love over 10.5 to sum the tournament seeds. Real quick, I'm going to give you two teams I think can advance, even though they're big underdogs. And Dave Esler helped me with this, and so did AJ. Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara, and Ohio University. If you're looking for some upsets, UC Santa Barbara, Ohio University, in your bracket picking. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search straight out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! 